T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But do want to talk some Green Bay Packers, and right now it's time to get out to the Great Midwest Bank hotline and talk to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Eric, how are you doing today? Toby, I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Appreciate you coming on this morning. Uh, looking at your Twitter, I saw that you tweeted a couple different things about the USFL. Uh, our supposed team that we follow, even though we probably haven't watched a single game, for I usually produce this show with Bart Winkler in the mornings. We decided on the New Orleans Breakers, so we're, we're pretty excited about a playoff team. How much have you followed the USFL, and are there any guys that you're kind of keeping an eye on that maybe could get signed to an NFL roster? Yeah, I mean, I you know, the, the, the betting and the DFS, people still want to play that. So, you know, when we cover you know, those aspects of the league. I, I do watch most of the games. I mean, the Breakers have uh, former Minnesota Vikings legend Kyle Sloter at quarterback, <laughs> and you know, he's leading the league in passing yards. He's also leading the league in interceptions. So uh, they have a great defense, though. Um, with, you know, and, and not no stars really on that defense. It's just a bunch of really good players. Uh, so they've made the playoffs on the back of that. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's, you know, Chris Odom, the player for the Houston Gamblers he used to play for the Packers who uh, has been involved in double digit sacks. I think he has like 20 more pressures than anybody else. Uh, so he's somebody who can get a look, um, you know, especially a depth guy. Um, you know, there's a will like there's a corner, uh, you know, who's also done really well for that team. Um, you know, it, you know, there's just a Channing stripling for Philadelphia has had a good year as well. I think six or seven interceptions. So, there are some guys there. Every player in that league has a problem, you know, like either mm-hmm. athleticism or, you know, old age or, you know, you know uh, pedigree, you know, FCS school. Um, but there's a lot of players, much like the AAF and XFL, that could get a shot. I think the one blunder they had in that league is they started in April, so the, the league's not going to end until July, meaning that a player that comes out of that league, unlike the previous leagues, is going to just go straight to the NFL, which could cause some problems. Yeah, and do you think that this is sustainable? XFL is supposed to come back next year. Uh, is there any way that you could have two spring leagues? And is one of these maybe going to end up being a sort of feeder league to the NFL, or is this something that another one of these failed attempts, do you think? I say this about every single league. They have to lean into the gambling, and they have to lean into the DFS um, because you know the, the gamification of sports, you, know, you, you think about you know, one of my favorite sports, you know, the WNBA, the reason that has become more popular over the last like few years is people realize they can bet on it. They can play DFS uh, during a downtime of the year. Uh, people can still, you know, sort of throw 25 bucks on a game or something like that. I think that's the only way you get some of these sort of lower leagues going because 
if they don't, like I just, you know, the average NFL uh, consumer watches three more games uh, or three times as many games if if they are better versus if they're not. So, you know, that to me is the only way they do it. I think the USFL didn't do quite as good of a job of leaning into it this year. When they have competition, I think that's the only way that either league survives is that they lean into the gamification of the game. Talking with Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus, you can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. Toby Altizer in for Bart today on the Bart Winkler Show. Let's get into some of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, looking at them this year, they're obviously going to have a really stout defense, on paper at least. And we look at it, and honestly, we've talked plenty about it, talking about maybe is this going to be one of the better units in the league. Where do you see this defense finishing, and how good are they going to be? Yeah, I, it, there's not a lot of question marks with this defense. I think the only thing that can hurt them is kind of like what hurts every team, which is injuries and regression for players who had great seasons the year before. So I think about Devondre Campbell. I think about Russell Douglas, guys who were amazing last year in, in, in the stead of players like Jerry Alexander. Now they're in more of depth roles. I think a lot of Pac fans think, okay, cool. That, that means the third corner on the team is great. And it's like, well, Rasul Douglas has kind of been a bouncing around the league for a reason. You know, they, he's not a great corner, but he had a great year last year. So, um, but the starters on this team, I mean, you look at Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary, to me, if you want to make one bet, uh, long shot in the NFL, it's 80 to 1 that Rashawn Gary's going to win the defensive player of the year. I think, you know, as far as being able to rush the pass or as far as being able to play, you know, full time, you know, without Sedarius Smith there, you know, that happened last year as well. Um, guys on the interior, Kenny Clark and now Devontae Wyatt, uh, and then Preston Smith on the other side. Like, I think he's going to be freed up to make a lot of plays. Um, that division's bad, so they're going to be in games much like the last three years where he's going to be able to rush the passer when they're ahead. Um, and, and behind him, the secondary is going to be better with two good, two or three good safeties, two or three good corners, and then the linebacker position with Walker uh, and, and Campbell that can really cover people. That's going to give him an extra couple seconds. Uh, per pass rush, you think, uh, on some of those laid downs. So uh, I think this defense is going to carry the team in the first half of the year, and I think that that's the design. I think they, they went into the offseason saying, well, we really can't get a blue-chip wide receiver, so let's get a bunch of guys that can develop, and for the first six to eight weeks of the season, let's let our defense win us some football games while we find out who our one, two, and three wide receivers are. Yeah, and then looking at the offensive side of the ball, just as how the defense really doesn't have question marks, there's plenty of question marks on the offensive side. Do you think that the Packers have the weapons necessary on the offensive side of the ball to get to a Super Bowl and win it? I do, but it's going to take some time. I mean, you know, Sammy Watkins is somebody, I'm a Kansas City fan. I, I was at the 2019 AFC Championship game where he had seven for 115 and a touchdown. You know, like, I think he's somebody who... If you if you get caught napping and you're covering the the big players on a team, he can get behind you and catch uh, you know some big passes and big games. He had 95 yards in the Super Bowl against Richard Sherman when they beat the 49ers. So he's certainly capable of those things. And I think when the Packers you know gotten in the playoffs in the past, it's been Adams. And when you're playing playoff teams, they can you know a team in the playoffs by definition is good enough to stop one player. Uh, so you need to have multiple guys. I think the Packers said, well, we can either spend all of our money on one guy or spread the money out and, and get three or four guys. Now, the three or four guys that they're banking on are all unproven. Watkins has not been able to stay healthy. Uh, he's also kind of inconsistent with his hands 
and things like that. You know, Watson inconsistent with his hands at North Dakota State, but has a ton of tools and is an extremely good athlete. Alan Lazard, you know, is is kind of a, you know, meh kind of wide receiver there as well. Cobb is a little bit older. Uh, Romeo Dubs out of, out of Nevada, I think, is the sleeper there. I think there's a chance that he emerges and becomes, you know, a, a real, he's the kind of target I think Aaron Rodgers really likes. Um, so, like I said, I think the first few weeks of the year, I think they're going to struggle on offense. But if they get into the playoffs and they have three or four guys that Aaron Rodgers trusts, I think that's an upgrade over what they've had in the past, which is one guy that's amazing, but one guy that other teams can devote coverage to. And when you play the truly elite team, the Tampa Bays of the world, the 49ers of the world, they can always stop one target. You need to have three or four. Uh, in order to have success in the playoffs. Yeah, and I do want to talk uh, a little bit about some of the other teams in the NFC North. But real quick, looking at this Packers team, where do you rank them among the NFC's elite? Yeah, I mean, the NFC is is really bad this year. I, You know, so I would, you know, the LA Rams, they've taken a few steps back as well. Uh, I don't think people talk about that because they spend a lot of money on their own players. Mm-hmm. But I think the Rams are taking a step back, losing Miller, losing uh, Odell, um, you know, guys like that. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day out of that team as well. Um, and I think Tampa Bay is taking a couple steps back. So, you know, I actually believe, you know, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, L.A., those are three teams that are the elite of the NFC. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams got the one seed. Uh, and, and then after that, it's about five or six teams that are okay and then there's a bunch of teams that think they're okay. And I think that that's the NFC this year. Talking with Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. Let's look around the NFC North at some of these teams. The Minnesota Vikings, I think a lot of Packers fans understand that this team, out of the other teams in the North, is probably the only legitimate threat, I think, unless you believe in the Lions or the Bears, which I don't know that many people do. But looking at the Vikings, new head coach Kevin O'Connell, Kirk Cousins played really well last year. How good do you see the Minnesota Vikings being this year, and are they a legitimate legitimate threat to the Packers in the NFC North? Yeah, I think the Vikings have good pieces, but they've, they're they never able to put it together. And, I, and unfortunately, I think they, you know, the to the degree that he had a peak, I think they wasted Kirk Cousins' peak. Like, you look at the second half of last year, basically after he had a really good game against Green Bay at U.S. Bank Stadium, like, he was just kind of okay in the second half. He's 34 years old. By the time, you know, my friend Matthew Collar, who covers the team, said, you know, by the time that Joe Flacco was 34 years old, he was on the Broncos, you know? And so I think people, you know, underestimate that part of it. Um, Jefferson's an amazing football player, but after that, Adam Thielen has been going, has been on the decline for like three straight years. He can score touchdowns, but as a number two guy, you know, I don't know if he can hold his own. Tight ends are a question mark for them with Conklin leaving, uh, and offensive line, you know, like, you know, Kenny Clark tweeted out that he was pretty excited to play the Vikings in week one. And, and I think, uh, everybody knows why. I think Garrett Bradbury is a liability at center and they've never, really been able to figure out the guard position since Cousins been there. And then you look at the defense, it's it you have to really you have to really hope that everybody stays healthy because they've never had good depth. Um and they and their corners I think are a little slow in Peterson and Dantzler. And I think people underestimate how good Zimmer was at calling a defense. I think everybody believes that Donatel is going to be a plus guy there. But I think Zimmer, while he failed as a head coach down the stretch in terms of team building and stuff like that. I thought you still could call a defense. And so 
I just don't see it with that team. I actually think the Detroit Lions are the team, if any team, challenges Green Bay this year in that division. I think it's Detroit. That's interesting. Uh, what gives you the thought that Detroit is going to be the team that's going to challenge them? You know, I think that they're doing it the right way. I think Campbell, you know, that team last year was 11-6 and six against the spread, meaning they, you know, exceeded mm-hmm. expectations in most games. Um, they were playing hard, even though there was literally nothing to play for. Um, Jared Goff was injured for most of the year, and he gutted it out. Had a relatively decent season as far as, like, numbers. I, I know he didn't look great doing it. Um, and, and now you look at that offensive line, that, that's three first-round picks, and, and Sewell, Decker, and, and Ragnow. You have, you have Jamison Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DJ Chark at wide receiver. Hawkinson's a top ten pick. DeAndre Swift's a good player. So you know if and they have the easiest schedule in football except for the New York Giants. They play every single game at noon. Uh, they they don't travel west at all, and uh, they have a you know they play both New York teams. They play you know, obviously the Bears, who I think are going to be horrid twice. The Vikings who aren't that good twice. You know, et cetera. So. I think that team, you know, has a relatively simple path to nine wins if they stay healthy and, you know, they continue to play hard for Campbell. Um, that's not going to challenge Green Bay, but I think it's going to be a, you know, we could see Detroit in the playoffs, which is kind of crazy to think about just two years into their rebuild. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that a whole lot of people are going to be on the Lions bandwagon this year, but I think it's going to be an interesting team to keep an eye on. Looking at the last team in the NFC North, the Chicago Bears, I think, you know, we can look around uh, the roster, but the big question mark is going to be Justin Fields. Do you see him taking a step forward and seeing him more like the guy that we saw at Ohio State, or is he going to continue to struggle in Chicago? Well, yeah, at Ohio State, you know, you had, you had Alave, Wilson, you know, you had, yeah. you had great support. Uh, in Chicago, his number two wide receiver is Byron Pringle, you know, <laughs> a guy that the Chiefs, uh, you know, let go recently, and, and a guy who, you know, maybe 850 career catches or so um you know Mooney's a good player the offensive line's terrible defense is terrible I I just have a hard time you know I think Brian Poles when he took over saw the the desolate situation they were in and said look I you know I hope Justin Fields is the guy but I'm not going to go out of my way to mortgage the future to support him and so that's going to leave this year where I think Fields if he can have success with this roster I think he it's a pretty definitive sign that he's a great quarterback if he can't I think they're going to give him one more year with a little bit more support given their cap situation. But I, I think the jury is very much still out on him. And I think the, the the new front office who did not draft him, I think that they're very coin flippy on him uh, as far as whether or not they want to buy into him for the future. One last one here, because it, it's so intriguing. It has nothing to do with really with the, the Green Bay Packers and affect them at all but looking in Cleveland and their quarterback situation with Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield I mean is Deshaun Watson going to be suiting up this year to play for them is Baker Mayfield even going to be on that roster what do you see happening with those guys yeah you've seen a you know with Cleveland was the favorite in the AFC North for months and then you saw a shift to where Baltimore is now the favorite uh Cincinnati's second favorite Cleveland now I think about plus 230 to win that division, so the markets are still giving them a little bit of a chance. Uh, but I, I have a hard time seeing Watson play this year. Like I, mm-hmm. I think the NFL, you know, it is it looks at baseball with Trevor Bauer, something like that, and they're like, you know, we can't do this. You know, we have to we have to send a message. And and then I also think Cleveland can't play Baker Mayfield at this point. Like I think that that's too broken as well. 
uh, Mayfield's only, you know, only real reason to play for them is to showcase himself to the league. Um, and there, there, it, there's, you know, last season was very definitive in the fact that the Browns didn't care that much about Mayfield. He had a shoulder injury. They let him keep playing, and it really hurt his stock. So I think it's going to be Jacoby Brissett. And, you know, for a guy, you know, a relatively modestly drafted guy out of North Carolina State, Jacoby Brissett has been able to start multiple seasons in the league, and it's kind of funny to me. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to keep an eye out there because they were an intriguing team, and now – you know, for if you're looking at them and to win the AFC North, and now it's like, eh, I don't know what's going to happen. That's going to be an intriguing story to watch the rest of this offseason. Eric, appreciate the time this morning, man. Thanks for having me on. Take care. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.